Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) So glad to be able to join with you. So grateful for this day and this opportunity that we're giving ourselves. Ah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's uh, a beautiful snowy day here in New Jersey, though some may not call it that. I do. And... I'm grateful that we get to join together, transcend time and space in order to have true and lasting healing through a revelation of truth happening in our heart, in our mind. We are grateful, very grateful. So let's take a breath together and I'll say a blessing. Taking that breath of love and gratitude, we are truly grateful and truly thankful to allow ourselves to relinquish all that does not serve, all false beliefs fall away as we partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and transcend all the limitations of the past. We are grateful and thankful to surrender to that higher Holy Spirit self all decisions that we've ever made that do not bring us peace. We're grateful and thankful to let our mind be freed. And we are consciously opening our heart, opening our mind to the fullness of love and we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. So grateful and thankful to let it be. We know it's done, and so it is. Woohoo! Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 Oh my goodness! Thank you for joining with me and being in prayer with me. I I know for all my years at uh, the Agape International Spiritual Center with Michael Beckwith in Los Angeles. I lived in L.A. 22 years and uh, participant at Agape for most of those years, sang in the choir 11 years. And um, he used to say, don't don't go out the door before the prayer. And uh, I thought that was uh, really good advice. Sometimes uh, I can feel some people will fast forward through the prayer or end uh, the recording before the prayer. And uh, the prayer is the healing point. It's the healing part. As a spiritual counselor who trains spiritual counselors, I explain in the training that as a prayer practitioner, uh, a science of mind practitioner, I feel it, uh, is so valuable to explain to clients even that the prayer is the healing part. So yes, we'll have a conversation uh, in in that prayerful field. So with a spiritual counseling session, I start with a prayer, I end with a prayer. With a class, with the radio show, everything. Start with a prayer, end with a prayer. So that everything that occurs in between is in that field of prayer. And Course in Miracles has beautiful teachings about prayer. Prayer is the means, or rather the medium of miracles. It is the soil, if you will, in which the miracle is planted and grown. It is the medium of miracles. And so prayer is when we are communing with spirit and allowing our mind to be shifted and changed. Our words are so powerful, so when we're in prayer, effective prayer, effective spiritual practice, we are declaring what we are calling into being, what is to be made manifest by the power of the word. 
And because our mind is the mind of God, our word is the word of God, whether we like it or not, whether we take responsibility or not. And this week is uh, the topic of responsibility in relationship, very key to our relationship transformations. This is one of the key things that I share in my year-long Masterful Living course. And it certainly shifted my life and my relationships to be able to take responsibility for the quality of the relationship in a lot of traditional therapies, therapists will say, well, you only have to take 50%. Yeah. Responsibility for your relationships. You can't take more than that. But of course, of miracles says, uh, 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 take a hundred percent. If you'd really like to have freedom, take 100% for your relationship responsibility. So uh, you may know that I do the majority of these radio broadcasts on the topic of relationship, and you can always go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio to see uh, in the archive, very easy to search in the archive there. Uh, and you may be able to easily do that at Stitcher, at iTunes, wherever you get the podcast. Um the so you can search for the word relationship and just see all the shows there that the word relationship is in the title or in the description uh and of course one of the easiest ways to get all the episodes is just to subscribe to the podcast on your phone your computer or your tablet and now, I'll just say a mention here. We do have two podcasts. So there's the A Course in Miracles podcast, and then there's the A Course in Miracles archive. Because the A Course in Miracles podcast ha- will only hold 300 episodes at a time. So it drops off all the older episodes. So we've started a new podcast had a little challenge with it, but we're getting it worked out. Started a new podcast called A Course in Miracles Archive for all the shows uh, prior to the most recent 300. So my first episode was with Gary Renard. I think my second episode was with Ken Wapnick. So there's a lot of good stuff in those early episodes And the only way to get them now is to get that A Course in Miracles archive podcast. And so uh, we found out that there were some issues with it. We're figuring it out. So if you don't see those first 80 or so episodes in there, they'll be coming soon. So many moving parts in an online global ministry. At any rate... Uh, responsibility in relationship is one of the most healing tools we have. And uh, there's a beautiful section in chapter 21 called the responsibility for sight. And basically for the ego, this is abhorrent. This is so easy to reject the whole idea of responsibility. So Jesus makes it super duper clear to us here. And uh, I'm going to uh, share some of this and, and share how it applies in relationships. So responsibility for sight is section two in chapter 21. And it begins with, we have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. I always think it's interesting when he says we. Precisely who is the we? (laughs) I don't know that he explains that, but perhaps he does. Uh, But to me, it is the collective consciousness of the ascended masters, teachers, who the Holy Spirit, who are speaking to us through this text. And certainly I do recognize from my own 
awareness that there is a difference between the consciousness of Jesus, the man who walked the earth, and the consciousness of Jesus or the ascended master, Jesus, who is speaking to us through A Course in Miracles. Uh, I doubt that Jesus in his walking life would have, well, until he ascended, had the consciousness to, to give us A Course in Miracles, though certainly something very close, very close. And, and I, I feel so moved to say right now that we must aspire to what he charged us with. Even more shall you do. Let's just agree. Okay, dude, don't know how that's going to work, but I'm in. I'm in. So that's, that's where I'm living. Even more shall we do. Okay, let's do it. Why not? No obstacles on the path. Only a beautiful, well-lit road for us to travel. I'm in. Let's go. Pack your snacks and let's go. (laughs) So we've repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. Now, okay, let's just get, you know, plain here. Let's just put all the pretenses aside. People often come to me for spiritual counseling saying that their relationship is very painful. So right here, right now, we are being told this willingness is all that we need to have our whole relationship transformed to joy. He says, the little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. And being true, oh, sneezed. (laughs) It is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it now, it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed, in your judgment, to be too much to pay for peace. So this is the way to peace. Here it comes. He says very clearly, this is chapter 21, section 2, paragraph 2. This is the only thing that you need to do for vision Happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations. For here, the power of salvation lies. All right? Could not be more clear. This is the only thing we need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, Complete escape from from sin. Relationships transformed to joy. Here it is. We say this with no reservations. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me I ask for and receive as I have asked. That's it. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. I decide upon the goal I would achieve and everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. He then caps it off with, 
Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. So similar to the prayer at the end of chapter 5 that says, I must have made a wrong decision because I am not at peace and I could give all the consequences of my wrong decision or rather the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. You take those two together and just say them to yourself every day because this will help us to to truly come to remember and realize that this world is a projection and it gives us the opportunity to heal our mind of all belief in separation. So my little shorthand, you may have heard me say it before, I am responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it to be. So I used to say that to myself all the time when something bothered me. I'd say, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lesson 25, I do not know what anything is for. And responsibility for sight, here it is. I am responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it to be. And then I'd go, huh, okay, Holy Spirit, why would I wish it to be like this? What's actually going on here? I don't like this. I do not wish it to be like this anymore. I wish it to be peaceful, harmonious, beautiful, joyful, free, wonderful, magnificent, enjoyable. Please make it so. Please make it so. So if we just break this down in terms of our relationships, I'm responsible for what I see. So if in my relationship I'm feeling disrespected and treated poorly, then I have a choice of how I hold that in my mind. I could take it personally and become very upset by it. And that's what he says in this paragraph two, line four. I choose the feelings I experience. I choose the feelings I would experience. Seems hard to believe that that's true. Yet, we do choose the thoughts we will think. And the thoughts that we think lead us to the feelings that we have. So, if we believe that we are unworthy of respect, then we are going to see what others do as being disrespectful. That's the interpretation we will make. That is the meaning that we will give it because that is what we believe is possible. You see, and in in the same line four where he says, I choose the feelings I experience, he also says, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. So is my goal unification or separation? Is my goal to see my brothers and sisters as innocent and to see myself as innocent? Or am I looking to blame? Am I looking to attack? Am I looking to condemn? So fortunately, as God would have it, every single day of our lives and most moments we get a chance to practice this and choose a higher goal we can choose the goal of atonement which is to recognize there has been no separation there will be no separation there could be no separation separation ain't a thing (laughs) so i encourage you to you, you can say exactly what he wrote here. You may also just like to try, uh, if it vibes for you, the I am responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it would be. And then we could just start to see, well, why, why what, 
why am I choosing rejection? Why am I choosing condemnation? Why am I choosing disrespect if that's what I'm experiencing in the world? If I'm choosing what if I'm experiencing lack and limitation, pain and suffering, let me have a change of goal. Now, for me, personally, I think the fastest path to our healing, based on my test driving these teachings, is to just say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, me no like of this no more. <laughs> I am done. I think I've learned all I can learn from people disrespecting me. I think I've learned all I can learn from feeling hurt and feeling left out and feeling afraid and anxious. So whatever these patterns of the mind are that I keep choosing and that I've had as my goal for a very long time, I'm giving it all to you because you can see through all directions of time and space. You can see how it came to be so attractive to me when I decided I would like to live this way, when I made these painful experiences my goal. You know all of it. So please heal it back to the root cause so I never experience it again. I'm responsible for what I see. Everything is just as I wish it to be, and I am now choosing more peace, more love, more joy. I'm choosing freedom. I'm choosing harmony. I'm choosing to live from wisdom. I'm choosing to be truly helpful and to share the benefits of my healing with everyone because I'm one with them. I'm choosing to give up the habit of learning through experience. And now I would like to simply remember the truth that sets me free. So everything in my life that I have experienced and that seems to happen to me, I ask for and I have received as I have asked. And no longer am I going to deceive myself that I am helpless in the face of what is done to me. I acknowledge that I have been mistaken and thank you for letting all effects of my mistakes disappear. Let all effects of my mistakes disappear. So there's no way to do any of that miraculous, amazing, powerful, guaranteed healing and blame anyone for anything ever again. Got to give up the right to blame. I've got to give it up. We've got to. But a bing, but a boom, as the president says. We've got to. <laughs> uh, maybe the president doesn't say, say that. President says bing, bong, bong, bong. Anyway, there it is, right there. Boom. This is the only thing you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and complete escape from sin, for your whole relationship to be transformed to joy. Simply be willing to say it, but mean it with no reservations. So here's the other tip, okay? Let's give all the reservations, right, to the Holy Spirit for healing. So in other words... I experience something that feels like uh, these people are attacking me. These people are disrespecting me. These people are being hurtful to me. I don't like it. Let me not have any thought that there's any advantage to blaming someone for how I feel. None. Oh, gosh, let's do this together. Can you feel it? Good Lord, what a revolution. Let's walk in the world practicing this moment by moment until we have no more reservations, until we mean it fully and completely with our whole heart. No more blame. Yes. Ah. Oh. 
You know, I'd just like to mention that I've got two events coming up in March. Uh, John Mundy and I are leading a teacher training, how to lead and create a workshop. And you'll be also certified in how to do my forgiveness workshop. And uh, that's a wonderful training we're offering in March in uh, near the Catskills of New York. And then I was just talking about this with Lisa Natoli yesterday and Corinne Zupko. Uh, we are offering a healing retreat also mid-March. Come and join us. All the details are at jenniferhadley.com. Spring clearing retreat and the teacher training with John Mundy. Two wonderful opportunities for us to do deep, transformative healing work. Uh, in all of this, I do focus on forgiveness because it is so transformative. It is so healing, and it makes such a difference in our lives. OMG. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So glad to have you back. As we were going to the break, I was sharing that uh, I was talking with Lisa Natoli yesterday and Corinne Zepko yesterday, the other day. I guess it was a few days ago talking with John Mundy. We're very excited about this healing retreat that we're offering in March in New York. Uh, just, uh, oh, about 90 minutes from New York City. And our topic, we're calling it Spring Clearing. And it's healing with forgiveness, miracles, and Kundalini Yoga. I've been studying kundalini yoga for a while now and i just love it feels to me like the perfect practice to go alongside the course of miracles teachings it it really complements it to me because it's a, a wonderful way to focus the mind and to work uh with clearing and healing, and stretching, and being flexible. I really enjoy it, and uh, I know a lot of, a lot more folks in Masterful Living are enjoying it too. And some of them are also becoming Kundalini teachers, uh, like me. And it's a wonderful thing. Kundalini, according to Yogi Bhajan, who brought these beautiful teachings to the West of this yoga practice. Uh, and every, every Kundalini yoga class is different because there are thousands of different classes that can be taught. And they are, some are so different from other ones. Some are so easy. Some are very challenging. It's just quite a variety. And each Kundalini class, or they're called Kriyas, every set of exercises is for something unique like uh, expansion of your mind or cleansing your liver or refreshing your kidneys or opening your heart or um, clearing self-hatred, all different uh, wonderful applications that we can use in our everyday experience. So, I'm excited for this retreat where we're going to mostly focus on forgiveness and being miracle-minded. And the four of us, we enjoy each other so much. We're going to have an awesome time. I hope you'll come and join us. We do have an early bird special on right now. We do have payment plans. I, I'm the only ministry I know that really does these payment plans to really support as many people who would like to go being able to come. We can help with carpooling. We'll do everything we can to support you in coming to do the healing work with us. And, and you can go home and have a testimonial of your amazing healing. One of the most 
wonderful, beneficial, remarkable healings that people have uh, on retreat with me is relationship healing and clearing. I love that, especially when somebody says, uh, I'm going to go home and tell my spouse I'm getting divorced. And then that's not what happens when they go home. Uh, So, but sometimes maybe it is. Maybe it is. So life supports being loving. And sometimes the most loving thing to do is to recognize that a marriage or a relationship is complete in its human manifestation. Done a lot of radio broadcasts and classes and things over the years on special relationship versus holy relationship. Uh, there are definitely a series of wonderful classes we did at livingacourseofmiracles.com, and you can definitely find that topic a number of times here in the radio show archive. So let's go back to responsibility for sight. I have found that in taking responsibility in my relationships, it brings tremendous benefit because as someone who's having a human experience, there are times when I inadvertently make a choice that really bothers someone. Of course, I can't read other people's minds, not really. I can notice a lot of things, but sometimes it's not for me to notice. Spirit really prevents me from noticing it because it's all about that person needs to speak up. And sometimes they finally do speak up and uh, say, hey, this really bothered me. And then I can say, oh, I geez, I wouldn't have known that that bothered you. Thank you for telling me. I do take responsibility for having said that or done that or not done that, not said that. And we really can't take responsibility for how anyone feels except ourselves. And it is a complete and total game changer in your relationship to take 100% responsibility for how you feel. It is one of the greatest gifts that you can give in your relationships is to stop blaming the other for anything, not one thing. So over the years, of course, we hear Others say, we hear ourselves say, perhaps, you make me feel so whatever it is. Um, my mother said that to me once, and I was, uh, it was a long time ago, and I was not as conscious as I am now. And I also, at that time, I didn't know it, but I was coming down with the flu, and I had a fever. I just thought I was upset, but I had a fever. So I wasn't quite 100% uh, really functioning well. My mother said to me, you make me feel so whatever. I can't even remember what it was. And I just snapped back at her. I said, really? I can make you feel things, Mom? Well, if I can make you feel things, then I want you to feel joy right now. Give it to me. Let me see that joy. I want you to feel joy. I don't want you to feel upset. I want you to feel joy. I want you to feel harmony. I want you to feel peace. Feel it, Mom. Feel it now. (laughs) She was like, ah, don't start with me. But I said, when I calmed down a bit, I said, Mom, if I can make you feel upset, can't I also make you feel peace and harmony and joy? Do I really have control over your emotional thermostat? Or is it just sometimes? Help me out, Mom. How do I do it? So that's, but you know, most people will not take responsibility for how they feel. They're always blaming it on someone else. So, and that was me. That was me. And so I have so much compassion for it now. And I also realize how 
detrimental it is. So just consider, who are you blaming for how you feel? Who is causing your upset? Is it someone else? Is it some other situation? Is it your work? Is it your employer, your coworkers? Uh, is it the people that you see driving in traffic? Are they responsible for how you feel? Because they cut you off. I was talking about this in Masterful Living last night. Are they the ones who are responsible for how you feel? Because if you think so, you're, which I used to think, definitely, you make me feel so was my standard go-to. It's your fault. I would not feel this way if you did not do those things. But as I spiritually mature, I take responsibility more and more. And so I can see, no, their behavior is not causing my upset. What's causing my upset is my interpretation of it and the meaning that I ascribe to it, the meaning that I give it. And that is completely 100% within my ability to shift and change. So that's why he says here in line six of this paragraph two, responsibility for sight, he says, deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge that you have been mistaken and all the effects of your mistakes will disappear. Same thing is the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of your wrong decision if you allow it. This is where we must go. and We can go there quickly. We really can. And we can practice it all day, every day. We can start our day with, as Jesus recommends to us to do, in A Course in Miracles, to say, you decide for me, right? Then we're not making these wrong decisions that disturb our peace. You decide for me. Please decide for me. Decide for me what I will think. Decide for me what I will do, what I will say. Let me dedicate myself to being truly helpful with every word, every action, every choice that I make. So it's our choice to think the thoughts of separation that upsets us. How could we blame the responsibility for our upset on someone else when they really can't make us think anything? They really can't. It's only if we decide we are a victim and that we have no spiritual sovereignty that we could ever agree that someone else can make us think another thought, a different thought than what we would choose to think. I mean, think, imagine <laughs> that you've you're, you've decided you're going to think today's a great day. Today's a great day for me. Today's a miracle day. Somebody comes along and says, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. Could they really talk us out of it? They couldn't unless we wanted to be talked out of it. You see, we do have choice. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. So for me, I was extremely spiritually immature, and I had all this spiritual information that was not healing to me. So I was spiritually immature, but like imagine an emotionally immature person, a 10, 11-year-old, who has the ability to understand, to cognize spiritual teachings or mathematics or how science, different scientific principles operate there. Genius at understanding facts, but they are emotionally immature. So that's how a lot of us are. We've learned all this information, but we're spiritually immature because we don't apply it. We just 
have the information. And what I saw happening in my heart, in my mind, in my life, in my experience, and most definitely in my relationships, I saw that I was feeling more and more despair because I knew better, but I didn't do better. I knew the teachings of spiritual principle, but I wasn't willing to live them because I still wanted to blame other people rather than take responsibility. So the only thing we need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin is to say, I am responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it would be. I choose the feelings I experience. I decide upon the goal I would achieve. Everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for. And I am receiving as I have asked. So, that's how this world works. It seems hard to imagine how some of the things that seem and feel like betrayal would be anything we would ever ask for. From identification with the ego, from that perspective, we won't be able to see it. That's why we have to have faith and trust that these teachings are true and be willing to hand over the steering wheel to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, and to allow the mistakes to be undone. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. When I was a new spiritual counselor, 18, 19 years ago, I would suggest to a client from time to time, if I thought they were open to it, I'd say, what about saying, thy will be mine? And the majority of people would say, oh, oh, no, thank you. And it's because people do not feel worthy. They believe in punishment. They feel deserving of punishment. And they feel like as long as they keep punishing themselves, maybe God, they can fly under the radar and God will not punish them. Right? But if they say, thy will be mine, they feel it is, number one, they're going to have to give up everything they enjoy. No more beer. No more cigarettes, no more wine, no more sex, no more potato chips, no more sugar, no more meat, no more barbecue, whatever it is. They're going to have to give up everything that they enjoy. No more ice cream, no more chocolate. It's just their mind goes right to, if I say thy will be done, boom, suddenly I'm vegan. I'm vegan without any sugar. (laughs) And I don't want to do that. Um, They also think that they're also automatically going to be punished. And for them, you know, for some people, the removal of beer and barbecue is being punished. It is. No more wine means I'll be punished because I really enjoy my wine. But this is this is not God is not saying that beer is spiritual and wine is, or rather, these things are unspiritual. It's all about how we hold it in our mind. So a vast majority of people hold in their mind that eating sweets is bad and being vegan is somehow good, right? But that's not a spiritual teaching. It's not. It's how we hold it in our mind. And people will say things all the time, like, I'm trying to be good. Wait a minute, what does that have to do with having cake or not having cake? I'm trying to be good, so I'm not having any wine. So it's we have to stop spiritualizing the things of this world and instead realize that I'm responsible 
for thinking this is spiritual or unspiritual. I'm responsible for thinking that God would punish me if I align my will, my sense of free will, with God's will. A Course in Miracles tells us there's only the one will. So, in order to have real deep relationship healing, we must take responsible for all the to take responsibility for all these projections, which doesn't mean we need to be punished for them. Listen to this. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge that you've been mistaken and all effects of your mistake will disappear. So one of the mistakes is to think that I should be punished for whatever. This belief that God would punish is our responsibility. We have made this up. This is not how God works. How God does work is what goes around, comes around. In the sense of if we do something that we feel and believe is bad and wrong, and if we feel and believe that people who do things that are bad and wrong should be punished, we are going to anticipate punishment, and we are going to interpret things as punishment, and then they will be painful. Remember, this responsibility for sight says, the only, this is the only thing you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain. Could say release from punishment, too. And the complete escape from sin, right? The belief in sin, all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. Here it is. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. I decide upon the goal I would achieve. Everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for, and I receive as I have asked. So, think about this. You're in relationship with somebody, and they're having cake, and you think it's bad. You project it onto them. Oh, they shouldn't be eating that. That's bad for them. You're the one that made up it's bad for them. Release that thought. Going back to the end of chapter 5. I must have made a wrong decision because I am not at peace. I can. The Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. We can give these wrong decisions about our loved ones, about what's good and what's bad, to the Holy Spirit for healing now. We don't need any special forms to fill out. There's no place to go wait in line. Instantaneous, miraculous healing is what we are entitled to. We are entitled to miracles because we are of God and our mind is the mind of God. But if we're thinking other people should be punished for their sins, of course we have to be thinking that we should be punished too and we're going to be in fear of punishment and we're going to project that out onto other people. So the greatest gift that we can give our loved ones is to stop attacking them with these kinds of thoughts. You know, so like I've seen this play out with people that people are worried and afraid that their loved ones are eating too much, eating the wrong foods, drinking too much, drinking the wrong things, uh, that whatever their behaviors are slovenly or slack, slacking or it's just bad, 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 just judging wrong, bad, bad, wrong, not good. And... They are subtly, sometimes not so subtly, trying to make their loved ones feel guilty and bad and wrong and ashamed so that they will stop doing these things. This is not taking responsibility for what you see. 
So if I see my loved one is behaving badly and wrongly, let me take responsibility for what I see. Let me say I do not know what anything is for. I am responsible for what I see. Everything is just as I wish it would be. And now I am done with seeing this. I am done with these projections. I must have made a wrong decision because I'm not at peace. And so I'm giving the wrong decision and the painful goal, all of it, all mistakes to the Holy Spirit for healing. And I'm willing to recognize that in truth, No mistakes have been made because this place is an illusion. I'm willing to stand back from all of it and say, I do not know, I do not understand, but I'd like to. And I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show it to me, to teach it to me, to let me know it and feel it for real. It's a huge leap to make in your relationships. However, you don't make it alone. We make it together. We make it with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will do all the heavy lifting of leading you from the place of misery to the place of joy. Yes. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. That's it. Right there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I just want to say a reminder to um, the text messages. If you text the word, what's happening here? If you text the word miracles to 35227, you can sign up for our our text messages. You can also go to acimtext.com. And... You can go to jenniferhadley.com to learn uh, more about our March events, the ones with John Mundy, Lisa Natoli, Corinne Zepko. Please check it out. And thank you to all the people who donate and contribute so that we can transcribe all these radio shows. Thank you for being a part of my life. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and be so grateful that the Holy Spirit is leading us all the way. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.